0: everybody and hello humans this is not robots dc comic review show focusing only on future state and related comics for the duration of the event which is not lasting much longer this week we are covering Shazam number 2 Catwoman number 2 Nightwing number 2 Immortal Wonder Woman number 2 Superman Worlds at War number two, and the next Batman number four. My name is Josh, and as always, helping me bring this podcast to you are my co-host, Jared.
1: It's Leviosa, not Leviosa.
0: <laughs> and Reed. Kalbunga, my dudes. We summarize, analyze, and editorialize every issue we cover and strive to keep it all about the content with no publisher influence. We are on Twitter at NotARobotShow, Reed is at PGH underscore Reed, and Jared is at HoneyBadger underscore Bot. We all, of course, answer show mail sent to NotARobotPodcast at gmail.com. Now the next part is dedicated to those that help support us with their hard-earned money, but that's not the only way that you can. Make sure you like, subscribe, download, and share our episodes as much as possible, because that's the best way to get our word out. And now is that time we are going to say that thank you to the humans that help support the podcast. They subscribe to our Patreon with tiers starting at just $1 a month so that we can make sure we keep bringing you more and more content. This is the Not-A-Robot Anti-BeatBot Must-Be-A-Human shout-out and roll call. And that shout-out goes to our humans Weird Science, Jim, Blue Mondays, Hollister, Torpedo Face, and Roch Crockett. A big salute to all of you and an even bigger thank you. So what are you waiting for? Sign up and show us you just might be a human after all and get a shout-out on the Not-A-Robot Anti-Beatbop Must-Be-A-Human Roll Call. All right, guys, anything new this week? Snow.
1: Shitloads of snow.
0: Everywhere but here. <laughs>
1: hey, keep Texas in your guys' thoughts and prayers.
0: Yeah, they got a rough going on down there right now. We've We've had a lot of rain, but we haven't had this snow so much. We've had some frozen slush, but only at night. We got lucky.
1: With
0: their power grids mm-hmm. down. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. Rolling blackouts and shit. How's things going in your neck of the woods, Reed? Well,
2: s- speaking of ice, I just watched that new Mortal Kombat trailer, y'all. That <laughs> yeah. stuff is buck wild. It looks dumb as hell, but I can't wait to see it. If they were to... there's a moment Save where her. there's a moment where Jax gets his arms frozen, and then my dude like breaks his own
0: arms off, yeah.
2: <laughs> can't can't i saw
0: it get shared in slack i haven't watched it yet Woo-hoo. it's been a busy yeah, day but uh, i can't wait to get my eyes on it now for sure it's not gonna be definitely check
2: out the red band trailer <laughs> no well no
0: yes yeah, definitely All red right. band's always better oh for yeah. sure yeah you gotta watch it's the red cool. band trailer
2: that's like a hard <laughs> r <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah i can imagine it is they're bringing back mortal kombat in style right there you go. Yeah. Man, I've got to say, as we're getting closer to wrapping up Future State, I'm both excited and nervous at the same time for Infinite Frontier. For the most part, the Future State stories have been really good. Some have even been excellent. I hope DC can pull off this kind of success as far as storytelling goes after the end of Future State, which is just next week. Fingers crossed that for everybody, and fingers crossed that this week's stories continue the Future State trend. Rita's going to take us through the first book we're going to cover this week, written by Tim Sheridan with art by Eduardo Pancico, Julio Fiera, and Marcelo Mialo with lettering from Rob Lee and a cover from Bernard Chang and Mialo. We have Future State Shazam number two.
2: All right, so when last we left Shazam, he was under attack by his own team because they had uh, sorted out all his nefarious deeds. So they wisely capture him and trap him in a room with four walls that could not be broken even by the strength of Hercules. And, I mean, so, the four walls literally is a plot point, but we'll get to that, I guess, later. Mostly, this issue recaps uh, um, the information learned in the final issue of the Teen Titans that Raven got possessed by all the riders of the uh, apocalypse, or the horsemen of the apocalypse, and then stuck in the Rock of Eternity. And what they didn't know or kind of really don't understand is that Shazam is no longer Billy and Shazam. It's just Shazam, like the powers of Shazam kind of doing their own biz, and it doesn't go great.
0: No, no, it uh, doesn't.
2: Yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting that the devil spl- uh, Neron, split Shazam and Billy and then used the fact that Billy you know, kind-hearted as he is, was no longer had the wisdom of Solomon. So that's why he was able to convince him that th- this plot was a good idea to leave Billy trapped in hell to be tortured while Shazam went up to go do superhero stuff. Uh, the problem was that since it was a, a a wisdomless Billy, the Shazam didn't have the guiding force, like the vision, literally, I guess, in this case, to guide the powers. So Neron substituted His vision, which made Shazam basically crazy and kill a bunch of people thinking they were demons and stuff. Um, not cool, man. Not, yeah. They so I mentioned that they have him trapped,
0: relax, relax. Uh,
2: but literally, in a moment, they're sitting there and they're like, Well, we've we've got him trapped with four. four walls, wait a minute, he can f- he can fly, and then he, he breaks out to the ceiling, I, I, that's kind of nuts that's a little bit nuts in my opinion, but you know, hey, he's got to get out of there somehow um, there's a quick interaction, there's a couple of big uh, cameos here, we got like the specter, and then at the very end we see dead man, who jumps out of the body he was in, the masked fedora man, and jumps into Billy or, well, Shazam, to make him say the word and transfer the power back but it swaps them and unfortunately raven the superpowered ultimate unkindness i guess whatever that is she now has all the powers and gets out um i think the concept is here is cool the art is great i really enjoyed the art it was really like thick and the action was i don't know thick seems i don't know how to say it other than that but it was very um um like tangible i guess is different right. um but even, even with the good art, it, this, and a cool concept, it doesn't really have that spark. It doesn't really go for me. So this one's just a comic book for me, y'all. 6.5 out of
0: 10. 6.5 out of 10. All right, Jared, where were you at with it?
1: Well, I like the story. It was horrifying. Horrifyingly good. It was a roller coaster <laughs> of emotion singing the Great Shazam with all the, the qualities that you would hope to ins- to be inside of a hero that's that full victim to Neuron's trickery. Um not just the fact that the Spectre shows up and gets killed, which, if you're
2: a comic book fan, <laughs> damn.
0: That's crazy. <laughs> right? How,
2: yeah. And, how? I have many oh, questions. Oh, so many. I'll, and it messed me up inside. Yeah, I'll concede. I'll concede to the story. Okay.
1: Well, seeing N- Raven make uh, Neron her bitch was a nice little twist. Seeing Raven having the powers of the Horseman, her own, now Shazam's power, FYOP like crazy. I am super looking forward to. To Black Adam to see how this ends up going. Mm. I want to read more. I need to read more. I'm giving this this issue 7.5 Dead Men Hiding in the Question out of 10.
0: <laughs> there you go. I uh, mean, I like this one a whole lot more than I did the last issue. I mean, the last issue was real stale for me. I didn't really feel like I had a grasp of what was going on. This really changed that for me. You know, it pulled me into the story a lot more. And like Jared said, that art is, oh, my God, it's uh, it's amazing. Yeah, Seriously, one happened. talented three-person team. right? That's a genuine clap. You can't hear it, but, yeah, genuine clap. You can't hear it, but Jared's giving a golf clap right now. Um, this story, like Jared mentioned, finishes in Future State Black Adams, so there is more story to tell, and having a cliffhanger would have dragged this score down for me. That is for sure, because... Without a conclusion, this would have just been a bunch of nonsense. But with a conclusion coming up, I hope it ends right. So far, I am a fan. Now I'm giving this one a seven point five out of ten.
2: Okay, yeah, all right, I can see that. It just, yeah. I, 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 it's just like so much cool potential. And like, come on, that whole other team didn't get used like even a little bit. Yeah, it, there was like they did, they got two cool little poses. I'm like, man, it's right, <laughs> it's Shazam.
1: What can they actually do?
2: I mean, good question can, like, yell at him. No, the question <laughs> is great.
1: Uh, was it the Justice League animated series? If you knew the true meaning, about, or the true reason why Oslisberger developed his sinister.
0: Mind-bogglingly,
1: he's paper favorite, favorite one of the Batman rogues that are unused. Victor Sage, the man.
0: Preferred. Alright, well, that one wraps up Shazam, the second title we're looking at, with a cover from Liam Sharp, written by Ram V, with inside art from Otto Schmidt and letters from Tom Napolitano. Here is Future State Catwoman number two. Selena is in the biggest fight of her life in this issue. Aided by the Strays and Onomatopoeia, her original plan was to rescue all the people captured by the magistrate on this train. Last issue, she learned that Bruce was on the train too. Now Talia works her way toward Bruce, rescues him, and they fight back towards the rear of the train where Selina is, and she's in there fighting for her life. As they make it to her, after being stabbed and rescued, after being rescued by Onomatopoeia and then subsequently stabbed by the guy that's in charge of the things going on in the train there. Uh, They get there and she has a gun pointed to her head. She is beaten up pretty badly. When asked if she has any last words, she responds with Batman Lives. And Bruce takes that split second to attack. They rescue the kids, but Bruce leaves to join the resistance rather than going with Selina. So that Selina and her strays won't be hunted down as a result of searching for Bruce Wayne. Now, remember this, because he's got a point, because the magistrate announced that he was dead quite some time ago, so they would definitely want to cover up the fact that he's still alive. Uh, The art is great Mm -hmm. throughout the majority of this issue. There were some panels that gave me some almost Riley Rosmo vibes, and that bummed me out in the action panels. Definitely not meant as a compliment. Overall, though, it was really good. The story is great. It was done perfectly. This is so much better than the Catwoman that we get in another book this week. I wish that we had more issues of this coming to read, because even with the action panels dragging this one down for me, I am still giving it an 8.5 out of 10. Jared, what'd you think about it?
1: Well, three pages, and I knew you were going to love it. Uh, It just screamed, oh my God, this is Josh's wet dream. The art was good. The story was good. Although not necessarily my kind of story, it it did flow. Some of it... Sort of enjoyed some of the action panels. Felt like it was a little forced, and they just wanted to fill some of the pages in order to have a decent sized comic book before the arc ended. It had it had so much potential. Uh, I would consider checking out more. Uh, I I only can give this six sick Bruce's weird beard out of ten because I I even had to stop <laughs> and bring that comic book to my wife and child to show uh, uh, what the hell.
0: <laughs> <Sick>. <laughs> that's funny look at he's got a weird beard oh, i well here i
2: am again uh, i like i like that weird that's like one of the my big takeaways from this uh, whole issue is that Br- the batman look is dope <laughs> i really like scraggly batman he looks like a um he looks like if Batman was in like Samurai Jackal, uh, universe that <laughs> yeah. into it. See,
0: here's the, here, um, here's a conundrum. I'm in the middle of right now. Reed. um, um we're doing with the kids. We've got two little ones <laughs> myself and my wife. And we are going to go out as DC superheroes for Halloween this year. My wife okay. is going to be wonder woman with the, the, you know, the movie outfit and then the black cloak that nice. she wears in there. Uh, the kids oh, the cool. kids have their outfits already picked out. My oldest is gonna be Green Arrow. The youngest is gonna be Superman. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of limited in what I can do because of the beard. I'm not gonna shave it for a mm-hmm. Halloween costume. <laughs> that's just not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I
1: shaved not my head happening. for freaking being Lex Luthor. It's Halloween, man. Live a little.
0: <laughs> it's just not happening. So I, my kids, already Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of any other legitimate superheroes that have a beard.
1: John Stewart, but you lack the
0: complexion. We've
2: <laughs> I mean, got you've got, a, you've got a, if you had a big a bushy one, it might be different. You got I'll have to think on this. You've got a tight. Yeah, I've got uh, a, a mani- well manicured uh, mane there. So, hmm, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's 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 a
0: little closer than like it's definitely not a Jason Momoa beard. No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um. Well, yeah, I don't, I, hmm, hmm, yeah, you know what? Here's what I would say. Um, maybe, maybe take a if you if you got that the facial hair in, in comics a lot of times that denotes uh, you gotta take a walk on the wild side. You gotta get you gotta get into some of them bad guys. Uh, if not, I um, that's not a bad idea.
1: Elseworld <laughs> characters. You know,
2: something uh, to think about. Uh,
0: Wait, a lot of, uh, a lot Jared, of nefarious types. Go. I could do in elseworlds Batman. <laughs> there you go. i do a a batman take the cape off and put a trench coat on
1: i immediately went to like was it earth 19 batman i think it is where it's everything's all steampunk and everything
0: (laughs) oh gotham by gaslight yes there you go Mm -hmm, that's a good one (laughs) all right reed what do you think of this one now that i got done interrupting you
2: (laughs) no it's cool we were talking about we were talking about batbeards and stuff so like it's it's fair game um I really I had a good time with this. I mean, it's Ram V always writes a real fun kinetic story. You know, the objectives are always clear, you know what, you know, and then, so, and especially in these Catwoman stories, it's, it's always really great to read these because, you know, here's the, here's the heist. Here's what we have to do. Here's the thing that can't go wrong. So then obviously that thing goes wrong. And then how do they get out of it? And that formula is great here. It really propels the action, um, the art, I think, does a great job. It, it, this not so much as impressive as the last outing. I thought looked amazing, and this one was like good, but I'm I'm kind of spoiled on how cool the last one looked. Exactly. Um, that being said, every, all the character designs are great. I really like all the little um, the side characters. Everybody gets a little a chance to have a moment in this one, uh, so it was good for me. I, I really enjoyed this. Uh, I'll uh, I'm giving this one a, a eight out of ten.
0: All nice. right. You know something that I have I'm becoming to really really appreciate about Ram V's writing style is that he doesn't have mm-hmm. a writing style. It's just fantastic. Um we have him writing books like uh, Catwoman Future State and Not and those are some street level real gritty super character based storylines. Then we got him over in Justice League Dark where, yeah, he doesn't ignore the characters. We've got progression. We've got development characters as well. But it's less that, and he gets into this big, huge, fantastical world. And then you've got his independent works like Blue and Green, which are awesome. I mean, I'm just, he, uh, he's so fast becoming one of my favorite writers. Love this guy. I can't recommend him enough. And enough gushing. From one Bat Family member to another, our next issue has a cover from Yasmin Putri. It was written by Andrew Constant and has art from Nicholas Scott and Ivan Plasencia. And Wes Abbott did letters on Future State Nightwing number two.
1: Well, as usual with the cover and most of the most of the Future State, the covers have been excellent. This one's really good. It's not great, but good. Uh, Nightwing and the next, thank God it's not Bruce Batman tag up against the magistrate. <laughs> I just uh I cannot stand Bruce. Having a night Having Nightwing used the phrase the dynamic duo was heartwarming along with the next Batman saying that he's ever to provide backup for Nightwing because Batman decides who needs help in Gotham. He does this without sounding like a tool. Over 80 right. years of Bruce, and we finally have a Batman, and as I talk, like he's got a good damn heart.
0: <laughs>
1: anyways. Peacekeeper 6 or 6000, I don't know. I'm so sick and tired of having to read Peacekeeper and Magistrate because, my God, these, uh, anyways, Ask the tanks are back online <laughs> because Nightwing is a member of the Bat family. He's prepared for his contingency plans third options to go wrong. so he, as he,
0: And and as he mentions quite a few times in this issue, he tinkers on things.
1: Yes. Well, Dick, Dick is a great tinkerer, I guess. I don't know. Uh,
0: that's actually an homage to Batman. Batman said. has said that multiple times in his history in response to Dick.
1: You see, where that's, that's where you had the advantage of that, because I've read the offshoots of the Batman thing that I detest Bruce Wayne so damn much that I'll read the Red Hood. I'll read Catwoman. I'll read Nightwing. Now,
0: nah. yeah. Uh, the, speaking of which, speaking of Red Hood, that's the one costume that I was willing to go for all the way because of the beard. You you have no idea what a good Red Hood costume costs. It's almost six hundred dollars. It
2: is. <laughs> yeah, my dude. You just gotta get yourself some paper mache and a jacket. <laughs> I'll
1: have my people call your people.
2: Get a motorcycle helmet. There you go. Done and done. Borrow buddy. Hey, you
1: see my Deathstroke outfit? I, I I got people that can do the cosplay thing downright. And by oh, yeah. p- potential for the scarecrow, if it would if it would have arrived two weeks earlier, uh, that would have been scarecrow last year for Halloween. But
0: oh no, that's good. Now you get to do the new scarecrow. Yes,
1: but I don't have a plague mask. But back to the Nightwing. <laughs> uh, he, he asks if the tanks are back online because Dick, being a planner, uh, t- has taken out all of the, le- the magistrates' lovely toys, uh, with an EMP. He orders the attack after finding out that the tanks are back on, even though his soldiers are aside because nothing trumps stopping this scum. Before he can fire a second shot, a bad hits him. resistance is here and it consists of Huntress, Batgirl, Talia, Ghoul, Oracle, Robin, Two-Face, Man-Bat, and Batwoman. That's quite a formidable team and quite a mouthful.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs>
1: I, and the art and the interpretation of all are really good. Two-Face kind of looks like a generic henchman, and I'm a big Harvey Dent fan, so it kind of feels like it's kind of a disservice to him, but I get that he's not the main protagonist here, so...
0: No, but I get why why his is bland. He's 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 not tied to the superheroes. He's never had unlimited funding. He's always been a, I've going by what I've got kind of thing. Now there's been a few times for some reason that he's had a cult and he's he's done okay then, but um, for the most part, Two Face just hasn't had that unlimited money to fund his you know fund a suit, and he's never had one before. So of course he's gonna look really basic. The one that I love is Oracle. Oracle. Yes. Holy cow! That is the coolest mm-hmm. Batgirl suit I have ever seen, and that I'm glad she finally got a chance to be Oracle as like a
2: superhero too. Yeah. You know Me I mean? too. And There's no reason head. for
0: this separation, man. It's it's really cool that way.
1: I think Two Face or Harvey Dent could have sh- saved a lot of money if he just would have chose one suit and then the next suit instead of destroying two suits to make one outfit. But hey.
0: <laughs> you got a point there <laughs>
1: uh, to point out Talia, Oracle, and Batgirl all look amazing in their outfits everyone else is dressed normal like they, they usually do Batman called Nick Calvary to Nightwing's dismay he gets kind of pissy about it but Batwing yeah, bat. he gets kind of pissy about it but Batman is the one who decides hey we need more help I've got, I've got the plan I'm liking the action panels, and the panel where Batman asks if he's in the club was hilarious and just added to the enjoyment of the issue. And then, out of nowhere, unrealistically, the Bat... And then, unrealistically, the Batmobile gets T-boned. I'm sorry, I've seen enough Batman movies. No, that's bullshit.
0: That's not the Batmobile, though. That's Nightwing's mobile, whatever it's going to be called. It is? The (laughs) Dickmobile.
1: The Dickmobile. The Dickmobile. Great,
0: Dick Whitehead.
2: <laughs>
1: well, it looked it looked like it was the Batman Bill. Well, that explains that part. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it. I love the fact that Dick was able to tinker with the nano swarm cameras and was recording all the horrible things that the magistrate and his goons were doing. And that, that reminds was a nice touch. Or, that reminds me of, I believe, it was last week's episode when you were saying you thought Bruce was just hallucinating the the, the cameras.
0: I was thinking that it's definitely a possibility. I mean, just some of the facial expressions that were given there. I was, you know, I look for clues, man. <laughs>
1: Dude, you made me reread it, and you made me, you had me convinced. And I think of this. Well, that was total bullshit. Uh, Joshua's fucking with me.
0: But
2: uh,
1: <laughs> well, end the story. Do that. Oh, of course not. That'd be something a robot would do.
2: Be too smart.
1: Ending the story on a win as the the finally a good Batman, the next Batman, which just sounds once again like a mouthful. And Nightwing leaving the fight, helping each other walk off at the beginning of the dawn. Nice way to tie up the loose ends. Could have used a little more resistance in there? Uh But it's not their story. You know, it's Nightwing's would have read more of the story please keep this quality up uh in the storytelling dc it, it was it was enjoyable very enjoyable to read i'm gonna give this and i'm using this from the the comic nine Scums! out of ten
2: <laughs> okay um i well yeah this one this one was a, a lot of fun I, I i'm a little disappointed oh it, If, if and only this, I I just had you know different expectations of the comic. It was a great comic, you know, um, lots of action. I think it flowed really well. The new characters, the the dynamic, I think is really great. The resistance is awesome. Love to see some more of that. Um, but um, my thing, I I was a little bummed out. I was hoping we were going to kind of get a lot more like cat and mouse stuff inside Arkham. Um, You know, obviously Dick built his defenses into the thing, but it mostly just amounts to like big shields on the outside. I kind of, there's like a, a fight inside, but I thought we were kind of going to get some more, I don't know, like trap based stuff. I don't know. Like oh, I said, yeah. that, that, that's my own weird expectations it's there. You
0: body. were almost Johnny expecting trap. them to raid the asylum and then it to go through like yes. homeless, home alone style. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Exactly. Too. That's what I yeah. was thinking.
2: That's kind of what I was hoping. Captain for. McAllister a cowl.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I mean, look, y- you know, Dick Grayson. It's it's a close. That's a close hey. second. It's they've got the same vibe, the same energy. He used to run around and fight men with Tommy guns in in short shorts. Easy so, young. like, my tunes. He's boy. Good point.
0: Good point. Good point.
2: Um, I like the team up. I think the team up's great. I think overall, this is this is uh, great as well. I'm giving this one an eight out of ten as well.
0: i mean Uh. there wasn't much that I didn't like about this issue other than it's okay. So I'm, I'm kind of weird. I'm giving this a really high score. I'm giving this an 8.75 out of 10. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, the reason why I couldn't get any higher than that was because it had so much cool shit in it. It had the resistance, all the members in that cool pose. It had the updated look for, for Cass and for uh, Barbara Gordon, Um, the, the relationship and the dialogue between Nightwing and and Batman was fantastic. I dug the whole book, but overall looking at it, there's, it ultimately, if there, if it wasn't for those really cool moments of seeing these new things, it was kind of just average. I'm not changing my score, but that's why this thing didn't end up getting like a 9.5 out of it out of me because it was it was fantastic but at the same time it could have been a lot more than just these not not bright but you know these fan favorite moments
2: it's it's checking off all of the boxes but at the same time it lost the potential and personality set up in the first Part wasn't really followed through, so I can understand that because, like, this is if you just slip through and look, you're like, Wow, this is wow, this is really cool. And then, like you said, when you kind of dig down, there's not a whole lot more to it than the surface. Here's a cool moment, here's a cool moment,
0: here's a cool moment. Yeah, having Nightwing being the
1: one to choose whether or not Batman's included in the group. I'm sorry, that was a great Uh, homage to that.
0: No, no, look, that's dude. I'm 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 breaking this down and I'm doing it honestly but with all the cool shit that was in there I'm not ignoring that I'm giving this an 8.75 out of 10 damn near a 9 out right. of 10 but still if it wasn't for that and all these big names and giving me all these fan service things this would have probably got like a 6 or less maybe a five five even but I mean, give it, without all the bells and whistles, yeah, the and bells stuff. and whistles definitely bumped it up, and I'm a big fan. I wish I got more. I wish there was a resistance issue.
2: Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, we and why are we only getting these little tastes of them now here in this fine, in like kind of the penultimate
0: week? When we're yeah, not oh, gonna man. get anything more still out of it.
1: They're showing their show yeah. live in the, and, the future. So when DC comes back to the Infinite Frontiers, that was called. Uh, yes. Well, you know, man, this cliffhanger, Two Face is going to live because you've seen the the possibility of him living in the future. Right. Is just uh, acknowledging that they still live? So, who yeah. didn't we see, and what happened to them between now and then?
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I feel like this issue and one uh, coming up later um, are kind of like apologies to Barbara Gordon, almost like, in a way. Hey, we yes. know that. Like we know, we've been doing your character like real dirty and not giving you anything fun to do for like a Ever. solid decade. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, uh, we we know that everyone loves you and all that. Like, and they're like send ups, but they're these. It's kind of spoiled because they're these future state send offs, and it feels like these are like oh, like oh, well we did that, so but we don't actually have to do that now. So I hope they, I hope they earn this as well. It's kind
0: of my thought on future state. Me too. And I'm I've I've got some thoughts on that too, Ben. I it, the the one of the biggest problems that I have with future state is the Gotham titles that I love so much. Mm-hmm. It's oversaturation. It's literally like mm-hmm. hearing the same song every three hours. All it is is magistrate, 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 oh, yeah. magistrate. Now. A book about Bruce? Yep. A book about Catwoman? Sure. A book about the next Batman? Absolutely. Then there should be a book about the outsiders and the resistance. There should not be all these different books about those two things spread out over a million titles crisis style. Yeah,
2: exactly. That's the but, same feel I felt. They're, te- they're teasing yes. us. Yeah, it, it, they're just like here's some breadcrumbs. Be satisfied with this. We know this is what you really right. want. okay <laughs> if mean, do, you know do it to be true.
0: Put put these characters together in an oversized issue once a once a month, and I would buy that for seven ninety nine as long as the stories were as good as what we've been getting.
1: And the art it stays up because the art has been phenomenal in all in the Bat Family.
0: Uh, oh yeah, for sure, absolutely top notch.
2: I'm so real. curious about the numbers on Future State. I would love. to I can't know wait to their... see
0: the sales numbers on it, man.
2: I know. I would love to see the reaction and like how you know th- this is very interesting. You know, it's an interesting position to be in here uh, to track this kind of long term to see they're kind of giving us. So they've they've used this as a giant focus group, mm-hmm. but now we kind of gotten this glimpse behind the curtain of how they think and how they react to these things that they think that
0: they believe we enjoy right. some, so, some they made the deals be before they even released them out. Legion of Superheroes for example that was cleared to continue on after Future State with the same creative team before issue number one ever even hit the stands and here's the kicker with hmm. Legion of Superheroes they're not going to go back to the normal timeline the last thing that ever came out of the rumor mill was that they were going to continue on in the future Without the Legion of Superheroes, pretty much the Legion of Superheroes mm-hmm. comic book is going to just be about the Legion of Substitute Superheroes. It's that 5G seems ridiculous. Light. No? It's five G light. <laughs> there everyone, you go, Diet, 5G. Was throwing,
1: everyone was throwing a big fit about five G, and you know what? Some of them were hit and Most of the mo- and I cannot believe these words are coming out of my mouth. Most of the Fat bat Family. Was a swing and a knockout of the park. The magistrate, that was stupidest fucking thing. Was
2: like... <laughs> I think it's really oversaturation. I think that, like, the idea, because I, I think the kind of pitch went out and, like, magistrate, what do you guys think? And, like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And they're like, oh, well, here's, here's all of it. They had the opportunity to have you know, the that's... one
1: thing that Bendis is good for, the only thing. Come up with some goofy ass names. We don't need Peacekeeper One, Two, Three, Four, Ninety Five, Two Hundred and Sixty Five, Two Four Six Nine. Who gives a shit? Fucking. Pad, that <laughs> won't be Tom. This won't be Dick. This won't be Harry. For the love of God.
0: Well, it's justice w- and Perion it's, it's anonymity.
2: First Emperor. I like the Watchmen
0: TV show, that where the cops wear chief. masks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I get the logic behind it, I, yeah, but well, I definitely masks. do have the magistrate fatigue. I I don't think we would have. If they would have collected everybody, if they would have put the Teen Titans and Nightwing and, and Harley Quinn and and even Catwoman, if they would have put all of them into the same book, I don't think we would have been quite as burned out as we were.
2: Yes. Or at least give us a different timeline. Right.
0: Yeah, or at least a different timeline. Not everything in the same timeline. Maybe post-magistrate shit. That would be fantastic. Hell yeah.
2: Gimme some like give me some stuff with like spoiler and like those and like Guardian, but they're like old. Right? (laughs) Give me some wild future shit. That would
0: be cool, you know? See? For some reason I years and years I I see I see spoiler turning into like Sarah Connor from Terminator.
1: My wife said the same exact thing.
0: (laughs) Exactly. She (laughs) says from
1: the, the, the TV show, not from the movies
0: right oh they're pretty much the same character but all right guys like we've been doing we're gonna take a break before we look at the books with multiple titles inside this week that's part two of immortal wonder woman and superman worlds of war and the next batman number four we will see you back right after this and we are back hope that wasn't too horrible thanks for sticking with not a robot now let's find out what happens with our heroes shall we The first book is the second parts of both Diana and Nubia's stories. Will Wonder Woman stay in the great beyond? Reed is going to let us know. Written by Becky Cloonan and Michael W. Conrad. With Jen Bartel on art and Pat Brozo on letters. Here's Future State Immortal Wonder Woman number two.
2: Alright, so this story opens with a forlorn Diana wandering the empty void of the cosmos at the end of time. (laughs) It's apparently been eons since we last left her, um, but she's still doing the same old stuff, flying around the shapeless void, fleeing from the undoing, searching for any sign of life or, well, anything, really. Uh, There's a cool moment where she's flying around and sees the globe from the Daily Planet it like i like that the comic comments on itself and she's like why am i seeing this this doesn't make any sense and it's like oh it's tentacles everywhere (laughs) so that was fun i did enjoy that that it was like this is kind of weird that i'm seeing this am i tripping (laughs) oh no okay
0: have i finally Um, gone space mad (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah exactly
2: uh, but we see the, the kind of final events in the last days of Earth in a, a kind of like a flashback mid and cosmos mm-hmm. thing where uh, last we saw Darkseid had come to Earth to to really to kind of just have one big fight before it was all over. And Superman absolutely obliges him uh, by punching him into the sun and then punching them. So th- he blew up the sun. He punched so hard he blew up the yep, sun. Screwed it up.
0: <laughs> You're not gonna survive. Yeah, did that. a little too
2: much, a little bit of overcorrection there. But he, <laughs> you know, I guess Darkseid got his wish, and Clark also. They, you know, they they went down with the ship there, but not before Diana could grab Clark's cape, and it was pretty cool. I, I like seeing her wandering with all of the tokens and her former friends. She's got the Green Lantern yeah, ring. She's right. got That's, you that know Clark's cool, cape man. and the and the uh, uh Batman's utility belt. uh It's just a lot of fun. Uh, and, but then she eventually finds the specter, the spirit of vengeance, and then kind of basically is like, all right, you can die now, and makes him submit to the, the lasso, and then he dissolved, which was pretty fucking dope. I really enjoyed seeing him, uh, just come apart and just become dissolved, basically. Um, but then stuff kind of gets a little metaphysical and she's attacked by the unkindness and then decides, okay, I have the power, I guess, to reboot the universe. And then there you go. She starts a whole, all the shit all
0: over. Yeah, again. that's, that's the feeling I got too, was that this was the beginning of Infinite Frontier.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep that seems a boot right it seems odd that they but, didn't
0: throw like a title bar or at least a caption or anything in there but i think that's what it's supposed to represent
1: or have that it's a frontier that's infinite you know some kind of play on words
0: right <laughs> yeah something like that
2: but you know it's there's not a lot of meat in the story it looks great it looks like some psychedelic uh kind of poster art for like an obscure anime you've never heard of <laughs> uh the, the scenes really with the action with dark suffer, suffer a little bit again but i think in this one they get a lot of opportunity they just give her a lot of opportunity to just draw cool stuff and you know she does she she kind of accomplished that doesn't really look comicky per se but i i enjoyed the style what do you think about it jared
1: it's a very animated feel to the art and it is working someone in dc write that down The the art is great, but the story, although written so damn beautifully, was depressing as hell. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it was. was, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it was. Man, a little
2: bleak. A little bleak to be releasing in the mid-February. Guys, come on! It's just Valentine's Day. We don't need this shit. (laughs) That
1: pity party between the Spectra and the One Ruleman on Brainiac's ship, followed by his demise, because with the spirit with a because with the lasso of truth on him, he's a spirit of vengeance. If there's nobody left to be he vengeful for... He has to accept
0: forward, that he it's time for him. To, he's There's no reason for him anymore. He's got to move on.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then it made me think, damn, is this Wonder Woman comic going to make my eyes watery? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Beautiful way to end up the story. True standing up round of applause. I, I enjoyed it from the first page to the second page. I love the fact that Diana became a constellation.
2: Right. And. Oh, yeah, that's fun. I didn't notice that.
1: So, same thing that happened with Orion. He's yep. drawn as a constellation. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I, I, that the art, uh, there's nowhere you can really go with the story, so it's not gonna like pick up the next issue, because the next no. issue just be like, stars, look at that. Yeah, this um, is
0: definitely the end of this Diana Prince's line.
1: That's the end of everything, right there.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. It's keep, been keep the end of everything together. else for a very long time.
1: Everybody, keep their Facebook friends or whatever, wherever social media you go on to. All the writers, art, and everything like that, y'all keep in touch because DC's going to need you when when Diana comes back around.
0: All right, man. You're doing This art. It okay? You you guys might get me on this, but it's not normally my style, man. It's This is a very, very casual, easy to look at, comfortable view type of art, and it's, I don't know, uh, the story sucked me right in. I am a huge, huge Wonder Woman fan. Always have been. And it's... (sighs) To see this, man, I was looking at this like it was a poem to both Diana Prince and what it means to be a hero. Uh, mm-hmm. She 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 was alone for what seemed like forever, and then she finally meets her end in like this most poetic way possible. All these little things, yeah. The action scenes, like Reed said, they weren't stellar. Uh, they they definitely could have been done better, but they weren't the focus of the story anyway. So exactly. they didn't need so much detail. It The, the art didn't change. It stayed the, the course. And I think if we would have even tried to make those action scenes more detailed, it would have been kind of like a jarring experience, something I usually complain about in a comic book. So I'm like, I, I love what they had here, man. The art was gorgeous. The story was gorgeous. It was poetic. I loved it so much. That's about it for Diana, a Wonder Woman at her end. The next story is one of New Beginnings. Written by L.L. McKinney with an art team made up of Alita Martinez, Mark Morales, and Emilio Lopez with Becca Carey on lettering, let's get into Nubia, who disappeared out of her aunt's office last issue. Grail was responsible, we find out, and now has Wonder Woman in chains. Using a mix of apocalyptic technology and Earth mysticism, Grail summons Cersei, but only partially. She is tied to this necklace so that Grail can hold sway over her. She needs Cersei to remove Wonder Woman's tiara because it's the ninth and final piece to be able to open to a doorway anywhere, anytime, any badass. Nubia is introduced to Cersei and her backstory is shared a bit. Through the narrative and the dialogue, we find out she's the abandoned half-sister of Diana Prince. That's something I already knew, but if you hadn't, at least you get this little bit to catch you up. It's also on this page that we get a Wonder Woman that tells Cersei, fuck around and find out, in response to... Cersei's threat of killing her. (laughs) Hell yeah. Cersei does indeed fuck around, and she does indeed find out. Not only is Nubia already well worthy of the title of Wonder Woman, but the tiara she's wearing is actually the crown of an ancient queen. It's been imbued with the sorceress's collective power, this collection of magical women who her aunt is a part of. And this gives Wonder Woman more than enough power to break free of Cersei's control. And that's something that Diana Prince has struggled with multiple times. So we're looking at a Wonder Woman here who now canonically is more badass than Diana Prince. It's done. (laughs) <laughs> sign and sign seal delivered baby there sealed, you go delivered the power boost does its job and nubia saves herself and the day though grail does slip away in the commotion the end of this book says only the beginning and i think that might be my favorite part i want more of this wonder woman all three are fine with me plus the extended family of artemis and more why not give us a wonder woman justice league style book Call it the Amazons or something. Yeah, Amazons. They're all Amazonian, right? They're just different tribes of Amazons. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, call it the Amazon League or something. I don't care what you call it, just write it for me. It would be good for at least there one story arc, right?
1: JLA, Justice League of Amazons.
0: There you go. Perfect. <laughs> write that down. They don't even have to get a new copyright. Like like all of the Future State Wonder Woman titles, this one was amazing in both art and story, and I am so glad that it got picked up. This whole book is getting a 9.25 out of 10 from me. Jared, what did you give it?
1: I absolutely fucking love Nubia. She's a powerhouse that has an iron will. She broke out of Cersei's control. i repeat this for emphasis for anybody that actually reads uh, Wonder Woman comic books. She broke out of fucking Cersei's control. Fucking wow, man. Cersei. Yeah, it, uh,
0: it, for, for comparison, in a recent Justice League Dark book, Wonder Woman needed the help of Dr. Fate and a whole slew of other magic users just to break free for a little bit of time.
1: Just a sliver and Nubia badass. Fucking wow, man. Cersei's been a threat since 1949. Hell, people, she triggered a war of the gods.
0: Right. <laughs> uh, which
1: was celebrating Wonder Woman's 50th anniversary in, back in 1991. Yep. Newbie is everything I want out of Wonder Woman. My Wonder Woman. Powerful. Wise. Playful. Well, almost everything. After watching the movie, the only part that's missing is her wanting to come home to, to, to me, but that's something my wife has to deal with, not you guys.
0: <laughs> Once again,
1: I don't want this comic to return. I need it to.
0: This is it definitely weird. is. Nubia will a, definitely be it, it in our to. purview again.
1: This is what a Wonder Woman comic no, any freaking comic is supposed to be when they want to grow up. A definitely read for anybody who has working set of eyes. This, this is almost 100% flaws from start to finish. I give this 9.75. Oh
0: my God! 9.75.
1: Wait, 9.75. Fuck around and find outs out of 10. <laughs>
2: yeah that was a hell of a moment i will say this nubia is great i think the new pantheon is great Aunt nancy we got ocean the goddess of love and sweet waters everything about this that second story was really exactly what i want out of a wonder woman story and i mean it's what we're getting out of this nubia storyline and it's also what we're getting out of you know the new wonder woman um and i think they're both great and i can't wait to get more of those two um at this book overall all three, Yara I, I thought, Flora I, I thought too, the second
0: just for the record and I know Reese yeah, is a fan yeah, too. I mean all three of them are just fantastic
2: yeah that's what that the, the I don't I, I couldn't remember what her her title was but that's uh, you know her her Nubia. great I I love all of that um but yeah, I, the the first story was great. I liked the art, but for me, it didn't, it didn't speak to me as emotionally as you guys. So I, I'm going to rate this one uh, more at a, a conservative uh, 7.25. Uh, the second story, I think, was great. And on its own, I think it would definitely be in the eights. But oh, yeah. with them combined, it kind of pulled it down for yeah. me.
0: Understandable. All right. We were out in space, then we went back to Earth, and now we're going out in space. This time, not just floating around, but to a distant planet. One that seems to be able to come back as easily to life as some of our superheroes do when they die. We're gonna go to Warworld and find out what's going on. There are four different stories happening here Superman, Mr. Miracle, Black Racer, and Midnighter. First up, written by Philip Kennedy Johnson with art and cover by Mikkel Yanin and covers by Jordi Belair with Dave Sharp on letters, Jared is reviewing the many deaths of Superman for us from future state Superman Worlds at War number two.
1: Well, starting with the dialogue boxes, and you know how I love them, or loathe them, as it were. <laughs> this time, it actually works. It does. Uh, the, the art is phenomenal. Good thing, because you have to go through a lot of them, showing the parallels between kal and a man that Clark wrote about in a newspaper. Love the art. Love how they show Superman's integrity, stating that he's not leading the world, world until he's able to free all the slaves that are under Mongols' control. Uh, the fact that they show Mongol the little tip of the hat for the many deaths of him killing him, him coming back, and no matter what, Superman's got, as I said before, an iron will. He's not He is truth, justice, and the earth way. Great. Right. It said a whole lot of great, but not a lot of meaning. I, I guess Superman is a as a model for control for someone who needs to control the writing, The art alone is not gonna save the comic. Overall, the arc is leaving me super disappointed. The, the, my favorite scene is when the young lady from, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on her name, but the young lady from the prior issue that went to the
0: the the, one, the, the young girl who says how Clark Kent saved her life.
1: Uh, I'm not the government, but if I found out this alien deity is Sam Cola. If that's a, that's a secret I'm going to wherever Sam Cola lived with a magnifying glass, smell detector, and everything.
0: <laughs>
1: so that just I'm 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 disappointed in the way this that it has a lot of potential, but there's only so much that you can do with being on War World. It's good for action sequences, which were phenomenal, but there's nothing really to take a bite out of. Uh, it's like eating con candy. Good good for when you're reading it, but afterwards like, Yeah, I'm
0: hungry. <laughs> Read what do you think about Superman?
2: I I like yeah, I'm kinda of with you on that. It looked great. All the Superman stuff, all the action scenes there were really cool. I like that uh Mungle is reviving him again and again and making him fight, but he won't like kill anybody. He has he used sword, but he won't shed any blood. Uh-oh. I would kind of like to see it a little bit grittier Superman, but I know that ain't his vibe. Um, overall, I like that part, and I could I could really care less about the Earth stuff and the girl and all that. The text, I I honestly, I'll, I'll be you know you could skip the text, the dialogue boxes in this one, and just look at the cool um, gladiator Superman, and it's okay, it's fine.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, t- for me, man, it's more than fine. I mean, holy crap, guys! Every single page of this is so beautiful. I can almost. Feel Superman's anguish in the battle scene when he stabbed through that arm. That yes. face, it's like he's he's screaming out in pain. You can feel it. The cover until the very last page of the, the book, I'm I'm saying it's amazing. Can we clone Mikkel Yanin, please? Looks Anyone? Right. Looks <laughs>
2: need
1: Geneva Convention we can't.
0: Ah, oh, dang it. Well, also, while the last issue felt boring, because I wasn't really feeling the whole remind us who Clark Kent thing is. But the point I think was to contrast the two. show us that this guy is actually two people in one. It's yeah, it's his secret identity, and he's the same person. There's not two of them, but he's he's shaped two distinct personalities out of them we got a we got a good look at the Clark Kent personality in the first issue, and this one we're looking at his character as Superman now. They really do have different roles to play in people's lives, and they've constantly done so. He can never really give up his secret identity because it's only just a facet of his character, the personality of Clark Kent. I think that this did a great job of painting a picture of Superman through the story of a civil rights leader slash soldier, which is the big long story that we get through the dialogue boxes. And I really think that it was done wonderfully. I actually am looking forward to House of L now. I have a reason to. Otherwise, it would have felt just like a one-shot Super Family Future story, and that would have felt kind of blah to me. Not with this one, though, for sure.
1: I have to argue one point. I don't think Clark Kent is his secret identity. I think Superman was, because your secret identity is... Yeah,
0: truth, truth enough, truth enough. It's yeah. you
1: pretend to be out in front of everybody. Just like Batman's identity is Batman, it's not Bruce Wayne. It's that Clark is a farm boy that happens to have superpowers.
2: I honestly kind of see it. I think it's reversed with, you know, Superman, because I think that the fact that he is Clark Kent is what makes him so humble and kind of what keeps him grounded, knowing that deep down he's Clark Kent. Whereas Batman, I I don't, I don't consider Batman, the alter ego. Batman is the, the ego and Bruce Wayne is the alter ego. I don't think much from the life of Bruce Wayne informs Batman, Batman informs Bruce Wayne. And I think that's opposite in a Superman because his goodness and his, and that's kind of the beauty I think of Superman is that, like you said, he is just this down home farm boy. And that is, and who has been given this good hearted farm boy who has been given ultimate power. And I think that's kind of, like you know what Superman is, and that you can't separate, you can't get the farm boy out
0: of Superman. No, you, like guys, this, are, you guys are, you guys are one hundred percent correct, and you're right. Uh, so I, Clark Kent isn't his secret identity. His secret identity is Superman. I, I get what you're saying, and like I said, you are one hundred percent right because you can't argue. He's the exact opposite of Batman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's the exact opposite of Batman as far as that goes. So yeah, you guys are on the right track with that one. Speaking
2: Yeah, because Batman's like, oh no, I'm a fucking badass. And Superman's like, oh, I'm just a guy. No, I'm a fucking badass for sure. Did you see this, Kate? <laughs> Fuck off. <I'm> out. <laughs> that
1: Clark Kent is a humble farm boy. And to paraphrase the world's greatest humanitarian, Lex Luthor, he is a god amongst men. He can do virtually anything. Right. I, I wouldn't be able to stay humble with that. <laughs>
0: yeah, good thing he's a dweeb, man. That's all I gotta <laughs> say. What I'm saying. It's a good thing he's a nice guy. And there's plenty of contrast between him and Batman for sure. And speaking of contrast, it's quite a different kind of presentation we get in the next story. Written by Brandon Easton with art by Valentine Delandro and Marisa Louise and Dave Sharp on Letters. It's the fourth story featuring Mr. Miracle. There's been a little confusion among the podcast hosts here. And as it turns out, there's actually been two two two-part stories featuring Mr. Miracle, Metropolis Menagerie, and also Time and Effect. So now if we consider that, then the timelines make a little bit more sense. This is the conclusion of the latter.
2: Yeah, consider this, that we're uh, we're podcast hosts about comic books, and we fucked that up. (laughs) So, like, good luck, General Public. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) So this, yeah, it just wasn't done quite to our taste. But um on that note, I do feel as though we finally have a Mr. Miracle issue that feels like Mr. Miracle, at least a little bit. He's on Warworld and he's trying to send a distress signal out to Earth. The problem sending a signal from Warworld is a little difficult to begin with because he's not exactly a native, meaning well, they don't give him the warmest of welcomes. Second, time comes into play. In a weird chain of circumstances, Mr. Miracle aimed the message for the Fortress of Solitude, but actually sent the distress signal to himself in the previous issue. This is, of course, because John Kent happened to have the bottled city Mm. of Metropolis in the Fortress of Solitude at that time. Now, John Kent got the message, but he sees it as a threat and sends more Kryptonian robots to Warworld to contain the origin of the signal if the perceived threat level exceeds 0.5%. And I think Warworld definitely does that. Unfortunately, we're left with a cliffhanger with no conclusion in sight at all. That's a bummer for me because this is the issue where I'm finally, out of four stories, Featuring Mister Miracle, I'm like, oh my god, give me more, and we're not getting any more. So that bummed me up. Other than that, I did enjoy this one all the way through. Reed, what do you think about Mister Miracle?
2: I I really like Mister Miracle. Um, I I wasn't aware of like the whole Mother Box of it all when before future state got started. So I'm, 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 I like this, you know, this new iteration of Mr. Miracle, I think is pretty cool. Um, uh, but this, I mean, this suffered for me cause I, I just found out that this wasn't a part of that, the other story that we were reading and I did not, really understand what the heck was going on so I've been kind of blah on this one it looks cool I think you know it's always fun to see Mr. Miracle around but like you said the fact that we all kind of knew from the very beginning this was kind of a dead end really put a stink on all of these arcs um, so I mean I, th- I thought it was alright if if you're into Mr. Miracle absolutely pick it up if not or you know this is probably not going to do oh, much for yeah. you
0: you're right there Jared what do you think about it well
1: it's, hmm. I love Mr. Miracle. I, from days being trapped on an apocalypse and constant being able to escape uh, a living miracle. Right now, they need that because it'd be a miracle if the Arjun could draw a damn face. Anyone, for the love of all that is holy, draw. Uh, I, I sort of enjoy the time paradox of sending a message to himself in the past, but it's done sloppily. You can see where the temporal uh, cause and effects cause those two different stories to technically become one. It's just—it's like John Connor sending a dude back in time to become his dad,
0: right? <laughs>
1: Mister Miracle never really let me down, story-wise, and this is nothing but a, ma- but a massive bummer because they did not. This does not feel like Mister Miracle. I was ecstatic, literally. Smiling ear to ear, when my, my host Josh told me about Mister Miracle getting his own little bit on Future State. Now I just want it to be in the past. I want I want <laughs> Mister Miracle to be a past state. They have ruined one of the nice. characters for me, and they've ruined this character for me. It'd be a, honestly, if they keep up with this direction, it'd be a miracle I read a Mister Miracle comic ever again.
0: All right. Well, so we weren't huge fans of that. So anybody up for going in a completely different direction, say a super violent computer-in-his-brain proto-Batman, for example, written by Becky Cloonan and Michael W. Conrad with art from Michael Avon Deming and Jordi Belair and letters from Travis Lanham, reads taking us through the end of Midnighter.
2: All right, so the last one had a paradox. This one also has a paradox, but this one shows you how to do a paradox- flawlessly. This book, I'm just going to gush a little bit. This is a lot of fun. This Midnighter character, he's kind of got some weird Deadpool uh, healing s- snarky vibes, but I love it all the same. Um, Midnighter is cool. He's got a gun. He's got a computer in his brain. Uh, man, I'm <laughs> telling you, Come on, I really you hope say? that we get Come to on.
0: see more and more of these guys.
2: Yeah. Uh, the, the plot in this one, they, they they face off. It's it's Midnighter and Apollo, but ups and is not actually Apollo. He shoots him in the face and is in... I, i'm gonna say this is the whole stuff with trojan uh who that's who it is by the way it's right. trojan he's inhabited a robot body now this is turbo future trojan a million billion years in the future and he's trying to take over now and turn everybody well upgrade everybody into robot bodies or whatever you know typical crazy person you know a uh, uh, typical mad scientist shtick um Doing it for all our own good and things of that nature. So they have a, a fight. The The dialogue and the banter here is uh, witty mm-hmm. and fun and, like, kind of firing on all cylinders. It's grotesque uh, as Midnighter, like, pulls this guy's face off and in, in turn gets, you know, torn to pieces. There's some time antics. He gets old. He comes back. There's another Midnighter. It's fun. It's frenetic. Um, and it, it was just a great story all in, all in all. Eventually, Midnighter sends a message to himself that is the cause of the problem, and he just kind of kicks the can down to the road to the next generation. He's like, sorry, bud, you're stuck in a time loop. Figure it out, I guess. <laughs> um, perfect ending to a paradox story, and this is the perfect character for this story. For sure. They've got the tone, and I hope someone lets them
0: make more of this. <laughs> all right, Jared, where you follow with it?
1: Well... I loved it, faux Uh
0: Faux Palo, uh, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
1: Should have known better to piss off Midnighter.
0: Right now, just a bad honestly, idea.
1: Oh, it is horrible idea. Trojan should have done his damn research.
0: Midnighter. I mean, Reed, Reed right. hit it on the nail, man. This is this is a very super. This is Deadpool with a computer in his brain. <gasps> Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? That's that have. You, he do bit you, off do you, the
1: face of Full and shoot it.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, well, he had a, he said he was an animal, so he had to prove. Midnight has right. been
1: around since February of ninety eight, debuting yep. in the Stormwatch, Volume Two, Issue Number Four. He is a heroic psychopath oh. with an ultra instinct and a disdain for not being able to beat the hell out of whoever, whatever, whenever he wants to. Yep. To put it simply, he's Batman plus Moon Knight mashed together with super senses and a lot stronger than your average bat. If you're, if you're really wanting to piss him off, and I don't know, maybe you have a death wish or maybe you're just fucking stupid, pretend to be his dead husband. <laughs> you know? What the fuck? <laughs> Moron. And Trojan is supposed to be smarter than that. I I love that you get to see Midnight going completely apeshit violent on that piece of shit like Andre. Andre? Andre? Trojan. Andre
0: Trojan. Trojan, yep. Yeah. Just for the record, Breeds uh, right. He's from he's from the very beginning of Future State. He's the dude that set up in Metropolis, and he's actually responsible for the development brain of cells. brain cells. Brain cells, yeah, my man.
1: The best part is last page. When We find out that the fun gets to continue. Great choice by DC. Not all Future State comics are gems, but this one. <sighs> Take that shit to Jared's because that shit is a gem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Man, I want a more. Me too.
1: Jerry.
0: Ever since they came out in that first uh, appearance in Stormwatch, man, I have always loved Midnighter and Apollo. Their dynamic has always been amazing. It, they, they, they were. I couldn't believe that I loved two superhero characters that were such blatant ripoffs of some of my favorite superhero characters. And they were so great, man, because it was done great. Um, This was a fantastic Midnighter story for what it was. They did a great job of voicing the character and the way he would handle things. And I'm super glad that Apollo turned out to be Trojan because if that would have been Apollo, I would have been pissed. For real. (laughs) Now, Midnighter fights against Trojan through a never-ending villainous monologue. That sounds about right. It was a perfect tone. Uh, It was great, and the best part is that this isn't the end. It says, Continued in Action Comics 1029. Yes, that's great news to me. Now, the art was a little less than I was hoping for this time around, but ultimately, it was a great story. Now, we're going to move from a character that has been around for a rather long time to the iteration of one that we met just weeks ago. The last story in this book is Black Racer, Written by Jeremy Adams with art by Sia Ohm and Hi-Fi with Gabriella Downey on letters. Jared, can you finish this one up for us? Black Racer.
1: Sure. Uh, first, we'll turn onto the page of Black Racer. It seems like Tron has some great original art. Oh, wait. It's called Black Racer. My bad. I don't know what I was thinking. Seriously, I did enjoy the book and the look at Back Racer kinda feels like Tron meets Judge Dredd but with the open face mask for most of the time. Right. And kind of enjoyed it. Black Racer is going through people that I have no idea who they are, but she's looking cool while she's doing it. I think you're really invested in the story because I didn't know what the hell was going on. I mean she she (laughs) looks awesome. I want I want to see more. All I took away from it is she can kick the shit out of I don't know, Kermit and some robot douches.
0: <laughs> on on Warworld, though, so they are not some weak person. And she is fought she's her away. She's on
1: the rings of Warworld. She's not, oh, right. they're not on, it's like Saturn with rings.
0: Well, yeah, she's not in the main area yet. But I mean, she fought her way there for sure. So she's earned her place at least where she's at so far.
1: Yeah, I love that line I come for everyone. So is what Black, because she compares herself compares herself to death. Yep. She says, I come for everyone. So is Black Bracer a dirty whore or something? What the hell?
0: <laughs> yeah i like I it. it
1: yeah okay. i know <laughs> jimmy jimmy
2: give, jimmy give that one a snip uh no but she, but she is death the black racer is incarnation of death itself
0: yeah. Yeah, well, at
1: least the black racer i've been familiar with in flash comics is so i didn't know if this was another one with just using the same name but i
0: see i went I, in I, well see okay so there's two black racers basically there's the black racer that's in the speed force yes all right. And then there's also the Black Racer from The New Gods. And now she says she finds this suit. So I'm assuming she's got the suit from The New Gods. New Gods. Jack Kirby's New Gods Black Racer. Uh, that's that's where I'm assuming she got this suit from. Because the other one is just mm. like a like a spirit. You can't really, I mean, he doesn't really have a suit. You know, he's just a black-looking, scary-ass Flash. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I thought that was... Wasn't there something in the last one about how they, like... She was, like... I, I don't know. I thought there was some sort of, like, they were trying to clone the Black Racer, and then she was the result or something. I don't know. I'm be making
0: that up. Uh, <laughs> Hit me up, yeah, DC. I,
2: I got some plot lines for you, I guess.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that'd be a hell of a storyline. I don't remember that, but... That doesn't mean much, really. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm thinking of something else with the the black
2: racer. I might be thinking deceased. Uh, possibly. All right,
0: what would you guys give this issue as a whole?
2: Um, I I like this um this whole this lack like, kind of like Jared said. I mean, I was like, there's some pretty cool shapes and colors going on here, but I, I really couldn't care less about the black racer part. It just really went right over my head. I was I was. They should have put this one in the middle or something uh-huh. and kept Midnighter f- for the end because after Midnighter, I just couldn't care anymore. I was like, well, that was great. Uh, I'm <laughs> done. Um, that's the – The art in this this book is total uh, – as a hmm, – the art in this book as a, a whole is amazing. It's totally different styles, um, but they're all done to perfection, I thought. I really like the Midnighter style. I really like the World World stuff with Superman um, but overall, it was uh, this was just kind of pretty pictures for me again. Uh, the art really elevates, though, so I'm giving this one a uh, 7.25 out of 10.
0: Jared, what'd you give okay,
2: this one?
1: Okay, now I, I have two different scores. Like if they didn't have Mr. Miracle, I'd give it a 7.75. With Mr. Miracle in there, it drags it down to a 6.25. And I'm using this line out of Midnighter. I'm like a cockroach
0: out of 10. Well, um, I kind of had really average scores for everything. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of Midnighter's art. I wasn't a huge fan of the excessive dialogue boxes that we got. They worked for the story, but, I mean still it was so much so that knocked down those two otherwise really super high scoring ones and then the other ones were just kind of meh for me I did enjoy Black Racer Um, I really dig that character now the last one I felt like it was just like this flat out introduction that was already in the middle of a story so this one just kind of is the next episode in that and I like Jared mentioned we still don't know where all of this came from other than Through the dialogue boxes that we got sort of trying to catch us up to where we're supposed to be. I think this would have been better served in a longer series with more of that backstory told, fleshed out. Now there is a question mark after the end on the last page, so maybe we've not seen the last of her. That would be okay. I'd like to read more because the character seems pretty cool. I'm digging her. All in all though, (laughs) all in all... I'm giving this one a 7.5 out of 10. And I would definitely say that this one was a big improvement over the last issue that we got of The Worlds at War. I enjoyed this one more than that one for sure. And I've enjoyed every issue of the next book so far. With a cover from Ladrone, the next Batman has three stories in it this week. The next Batman batgirls and gotham city sirens the first story is the next batman part 4 written by john ridley with art by laura braga nick derrington and arif brianto with letters from clayton cowles we're at next batman number four and part four starts out with batman being strangled by the guy he saved from being executed of course he gets himself free and continues on with the plan which is to get them both to the police department so that the magistrate doesn't kill them on sight, but they still have to answer for their crimes, which was killing the man who hurt their little kid.
1: First off, GCPD, yeah, that's a safe place.
0: (laughs) Right. Now they leave and the peacekeepers are hot on their tails. Batman hands out a couple weapons, and the two help a bit to ditch the magistrate. The man takes the bomb he was given and jumps out of the car to finish off the peacekeeper so his wife would have a chance. It works and Batman delivers the woman to the precinct. He ends up dying obviously. He blows himself up with a grenade. The detective was waiting for him to take The detective that was waiting for him to take her into custody. She then asks if this She then asks if his suit is bulletproof. When he answers, mostly, she shoots him, saying that's for when Montoya asks if she did her job. <laughs> I thought that was great, man. Now, the issue ends with Jace visiting his mom in the hospital. He's feeling a bit, he's feeling a bit, he's feeling a bit guilty because during the chase and evasion earlier, he had to sling a batarang at her. He lodged one in her shoulder, actually. Now, Now, he's saying that it's time that they focus on family. This story was called The Conclusion, and it even says the end on the last page. But I'm happy to remind people that the next Batman will have at least one more run after Future State. I'll be scooping that one up for sure too. Art, story, everything. It was a really long four issue setup getting to know this next Batman, but we're talking about Batman here. It had to be handled like this or the masses would have revolted. I think it was done just right, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. And the art throughout the whole thing was absolutely awesome, and made the story even better. I loved it. What did you think?
1: I absolutely love the art of the issue. Um, the story is compelling and helps you become eager to turn the page so it flows beautifully. I know I'm not alone, at least on, on this show, of being so over the magistrate's storyline. Well, I'm happy to sure. hear that Fox is going to be giving another run after the future state, but listen to me, D.C., This is the Batman you need to back, not Fox, not Wayne. It's done excellent. I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm looking forward to a Batman, but it's the next Batman, an actual hero instead of that jackass Bruce.
0: (laughs) And Reed, what do you think about it?
2: Well, this is, uh, I think this is a really solid outing. um, And like you said, I think they've done a great job of setting up the next Batman as a, a solid hero and something... That we're not going to get right away, but we are going to lead up to, and I'm very much looking forward to it. I think they've kind of nailed the formula here. It's compelling. Got the new Batman. Uh, these boys will also mentioned the art's great. It's and it's it's a this really uh, serviceable comic. It's a it's a lot of fun and it's solidly done. There you go.
0: Well, that last story was about taking people to jail. In the next one, our characters are already there and trying to get out. Written by Vida Ayala, with art by Aniki and Trish Mulvahill with Becca Carrión littering. How does Batgirls conclude?
2: Yeah, this one is um, all, um so we we are deep inside a uh, a prison here, and we've got uh we've got two of our heroes um working a scheme, and I I I really love. Yet again, this is another solid. Set out my goals. Set out my expectations, kind of, of what we're trying to do. We're freeing the prisoners. We've got a riot in one scene where they're distracting and pulling all the guards, and on the other side, we've got an infiltration as uh, um, we're, we're sneaking in to disarm the the security system and free, uh, you know, the objective, as it were. And in this case, the objective is Oracle. Um, uh, we got Batgirl locked up. Uh, This this comic really, really flowed for me. I love the structure of they said uh, uh, through every panel it would say plus whatever uh, to Riot. So it was like a timing. And you were watching both sides of the event, the Riot and the action scenes happening and the sneaking around, the infiltrating.
0: That little clock Um, part was really cool. It really added to the story. I thought that was cool as hell.
2: Exactly, that's such a neat device, and it's it's fun to see that used in this this kind of heist setup.
0: It made it, it made it easier to follow the other scenes too.
2: Exactly, because they didn't happen concurrently. Like they, it was kind of jumping around, but whenever you could see how long in since the riot started, it was it really helped map things out. Now there was a scene here that does not look so great for our boy Nightwing, where he basically says, "Screw everybody else." just get oracle out and she says no 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 that's not how we do things my dude <laughs> right and then she's like i, I love this orc's like give me the computer they get her to a computer she takes over everything obviously and uh, i guess now this part i'm i'm not exactly sure on so they free everybody and take all of now was it just the folks that were helping them or do they take over this whole prison
1: yeah the whole prison yeah, the all the masks heroes villains right, or associates mm-hmm. i believe they released all because yeah.
2: Yeah, because I, I was—I just wasn't sure if they were like just helping the the folks that were kind of helping them do the riot, or if they were like, no, 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 we're we're doing a whole rehab, and that <laughs> rehab. makes us more on brand. And that's some words. <laughs> you know, well, it, it, it's it seems very related, honestly, because we see some members of the resistance. I, I I don't know if we've seen this and I've just missed it, but like Two Face is in yep. the resistance. It, I, it, is this Arkham Knight Two Face? Is this a different Two Face that I'm not so sure of? But you know. um I'm looking forward to finding out, that's for sure. This is a great this is a great
0: little uh a great little story. Jared, what do you think about Batgirls? Well watch
1: out for another tack from the dialogue boxes. Dun, It'd dun, be nice dun. to read about them right duck. The sharp corners hurt. It was nice to read about the members of the resistance, I'm enjoying the dynamic of the team up. Okay, so let me get this. Here. Bat Batgirls helping Batgirl, that Batgirl's Bat- seriously, what the fuck,
2: DC? At- that, was, that I like that. That was fun. They're all calling each right. other you know, Batgirl, a- like Batgirl to Batgirl. We've got another I mean, we Batgirl. we know who they are.
0: <laughs> I mean, the dialogue boxes identify it, and we can tell by the characters and stuff.
1: Yes, but if they can that's add a number awesome. to the end of the Peacekeeper bullshit, <laughs> this is Batgirl. <laughs> that- she deserves to be. She deserves to be one Batgirl. That's as a title she earned. Hey, it, you can it, have different superhero names.
0: In all fairness. Uh, it may have been before you started, but there was an issue, and I can't remember what comic it was. Somebody, somebody, let me know, please. Twitter, ho- holler at me, or email—I don't care. But uh, where Cass and stuff were out patrolling as both Batgirls, and they called her Batgirl Prime, and she did not like that at all. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that, I think that was at the very yeah. start of this.
1: But still, I mean, if if if. He- a number, something. I get if you don't want to use Prime or whatever. You know, <laughs> take take Kid Bentis out and uh, have him come up with the original fucking name. Even if it's weird as shit, at least it could be be able to differentiate between Kaz and... Just, you know, <clears throat> for the love of God. But if it's a good story, the art was very detailed. Uh, I like the they concentrate on freeing the OG bad girl, Barbara.
0: Right. Oracle. And it was...
1: Yes, but
0: I, uh, I, even as
1: Oracle, that's still OG Batgirl. It's original. Yes. And I, I love seeing Dick and, and Barbara get back together uh, after all the shit they've been going through. And I like it right at the end. Peacekeeper 1 shows up just in time to remind you he's an annoying fucking tool.
0: Mm-hmm. Who really has a boner for the Bat family. And man, I'm going to drop <laughs> this right here. <laughs> I saw a piece of information that and I can't say what it is. I can't say what it is, but I saw a piece of information. Right. I, sorry, man, but it, dude. If 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 my, I, I got to see a I got to see a, a page. And if if my suspicions are right, dude, this is going to be the magistrate thing That's will completely great. change, and it will blow everybody's minds. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. All
2: right. Sounds, sounds <laughs> intriguing.
0: Ultimately, for this one, though, guys, this was a story about some of the members of the Resistance getting together. The Batgirls all Batgirled and rescued Batgirl and wouldn't leave Batgirl behind. And then all three Batgirls are free and part of the Resistance. Story summed up. <laughs> I mean, there, there is go. an interesting story in here. There really is. It's just buried in the shortness of it. I appreciated the story for what it was. I really believe that if there were enough pages to flesh out this whole resistance thing into one oversized book, like I said before, instead of being broken to all of these different titles, this would make an amazing story. As it is, it's just a bit too much to keep track of, and magistrate fatigue has it's got me very happy that it ends next week. I don't mean that negatively for this story, just, just the overall everywhereness of the magistrate right now. Moving from one team of females to another, we're at the last story of this week's episode, written by Paula Sevenbergen, with art from Emanuela Lupatino, Wade von Grabadger, and Jean Calise, with Becca Carey on lettering. What happens in Gotham City Sirens, Jared?
1: well despondency is the only term that comes to mind when trying to describe this story
0: <laughs> despondency maybe lose
1: hope in whoever thought this story was a good idea insert the, the, the writer's name you deserve to be arrested for the visual salt that your pages have been forced upon my eyes well the I mean drawn to, well, technically enough that would be my know fault how to find <laughs> <on the Internet. laughs> what's
0: that? I said technically that would be my fault <sighs>
1: You wrote it?
0: No, but I'm the one that had you review it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would have read it anyways, just because it's part of the stuff that we're doing. The art's drawn well enough for someone who doesn't know how to find free porn on the <laughs> internet, because it just just seems like it was used for a teenager to take <laughs> off in the bathroom or something like that. I started the comic. I started the comic when I finished right, reading it right. and audibly said, "What the literal fuck is this?" At least a dozen times. We'll flip in the pages. DC, this is not a comic. At best, it's a parody porn, and it's not even a good one.
0: <laughs> the,
1: the Android sex slave. Come on. If.
0: Yeah. I don't. I, 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 I. No. I think that's about it, right? Read what did you yeah. think? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, there's not much story to speak of here. It's just like a kind of. Interconnected bunch of scenes like th- this, yet again, looked like something they had a list of like checkpoints so that they you gotta like check boxes you gotta cross off. Like, okay, we've got to do this. Like, I-, I thought the surgery scene was pretty cool, but then they like ruined it and they're like, well, let's get in the awesome hot tub now. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? There's a vine dog named Rover. um the, f- the first ha- the first half of this, I felt uh, a little bit more. I was like, okay, well, maybe there's something to this. They're, like, liberating, a, a, like you said, a sex bot. Um, but then they kind of just, it, I don't know. It's like, yeah, it, it's tropey and formulaic, and I don't think it's a whole lot of anything. Also, why are we recreating the Halle Berry Catwoman? Is this, like, a goof? Are they trying to, like... <laughs> can I get the weirdest thing in a, in a mini series or something? What's the, what's the, I don't know, man.
0: I'm, I'm so, I'm so incredibly disappointed by this story. We get a tiny bit of action here in it. And it's only to wrap the story up. Other than that, it serves zero purpose. It's not drawn. Well, it's not good. You don't get to see much. Otherwise I feel like this is the biggest piece of fluff since Sam Humphrey's run on Harley Quinn. It's, but this one's worse. <laughs> Alright, so you two tell me if I'm being too harsh here. And I mean after that, because that one I am definitely not taken back. But as far as I'm concerned, this should have never made it to the publisher. This is easily the biggest letdown of Future State, hands down across the board. This is absolutely horrible. Neither of the characters sound or act right. Catwoman or Poison Ivy. The entire story feels like a reason to drop. Catwoman and Poison Ivy in revealing clothing and in a hot tub a freaking hot tub are we still in the damn 90s here are they going to start making those stupid swimsuit issues again I mean, God, sure, it was veiled behind a thin plot of rescuing an android sex slave that has the brain of a child. And by the way, what the fuck was that? Come on, guys. Jesus. Guys. This did... This. Yeah, it was, I mean, the, the sex bot was a hard sell already, and then,
2: come on. Also, like, you said that they weren't... They. This is not the voice of these characters. Poison Ivy, at one point in this comic, says, copy that.
0: Right. It,
2: poison ivy says copy that
0: i don't i I don't understand a single panel of this comic not this story or the first one that led up to it i mean it's not above my head i get what's happening on the pages i just don't know why the fuck somebody put it there I can't figure this out. It did nothing for me in either part of the story. I'm seriously let down. I'm a huge Catwoman fan, and Poison Ivy is one of my favorites as well. They did these two characters a humongous disservice here. The art is good, but it's not as good as we've seen from Lupitino in all of her other titles. I just don't see the point of this at all except to portray them this way. And I feel like this is the kind of comic that we, I thought we moved away from a long fucking time. a
1: publisher, this needs to go to Pornhub. That's the only place that this would be.
0: <laughs> all right. All right. Well, all together, guys, be, and I hate to do this to a Batman book. Jared, you know that as well as anybody, and Reed, he knows I've kind of favored him. Uh, the, I thought Next Batman was fantastic. I thought Batgirls was really good, but Gotham City Sirens. Is so low, yeah. okay. Literally, I rated Next Batman a nine. I rated Batgirls, uh, I started out with a 7.5 and then I liked it the second time, even more that I read it, so I pumped that up to an eight. But Gotham City sirens scored a three for me, man. Altogether, I'm giving this one, and I can only do it because of that horrible last story. I'm giving this one a seven out of ten. What did you guys? I'm think?
1: right there with you. Uh, this it would have been. Easily a 7.75 if Gotham City Sirens would have stayed on the, and the bathroom floor the, in the napkin that, that the idea came out of. But <laughs> with that, I'm going to have to give it a, s- a 6. Uh, 6, what the hell kind of sex spot are you thinking of? Or 6, once a bad girl, always a girl, wh- whatever, and... D- I wish I need that nebulizer thing for men in black, a race cop. You sirens from my mind?
0: <laughs> s- for, six. Sure. for sure. Six, s- six out of ten, man. Six out of ten,
1: man. Yes.
0: All right,
2: Reed, where are you at? Where are you at? Oh, pretty close. This one's oh, getting a point one's point one's point 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 0.5 point bump solely because I thought I the Batgirl story was cool was so cool and kind, yeah, of kind of inventive. The of blueprint scene like, was like yeah, really cool. Sure. But yeah, it's um, but, yeah it's 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 6.5 is as high as I can allow this. The other two stories are are serviceable and pretty pretty well done. But that boy, that's a real stinker. I probably would have been up a full point, but that 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 brought it down. I think a probably a full point
1: individually. I gave it a 3.5.
0: Right, it's a stinker for sure. All right. All right, no spoilers or anything, guys. But first, it's time to pick the top three books of the week and your favorite panel slash moment of the week. Who wants to go first this time?
1: Hey, question: No spoiler. Was that a, like a a nod to the Batman books?
0: <laughs> Completely <laughs> coincidental, but it worked out. Over here, Josh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, number three has got to be the Midnighter. Uh, By itself, it was excellent. I always enjoy reading uh, Midnight. I don't read it for the art. You know, the art was good. It was not great, but it was good. That It was... <laughs> I enjoy the character. It's a guilty pleasure to see a version of Batman that is actually, you know, realistic. Number two I have at Future State, Nightwing number two. It, it was what I needed in the Nightwing story. Nightwing stepping up and taking the helm and even welcoming the next Batman under his wings. Number one is the Immortal Wonder Woman. And it's because I'm a fucking Nubia, man. Uh, if, if they would have split this into, to two different stories, they would, it would have knocked Midnighter off the thing because individually I gave the, the Diane part two, a nine, and The Nubia Story, a 9.75. Uh, great collective by everybody. It, it was phenomenal. It was a real pace turner. This this right here is what I would recommend to people who haven't read a comic book to try to get them in to DC.
0: There you go. And
1: uh, my favorite moment <laughs> is when the next Batman... Ask Nightwing if he's part of the club, and Nightwing responds, "Well, it's not a no." I just, I, I love that.
2: <laughs>
1: and my, my favorite, my, my true favorite moment, like Reed said, is, is already, is already been claimed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we kind of. I, th- I think I we know. both. I think all three of us may have had the uh, same favorite moment, and uh, probably the same stinker too. But we'll get around to that. My taking number three is going to be Nightwing number two. Uh, As average of a story as it was, there were just so many things that were in there for me (laughs) that that I just, I I gobbled it up. I mean, I read Nightwing number two, three times. I I never do that. You Hmm. know, I mean, I never do that. I do it twice. I read every issue two times and that's all I ever do. I read Nightwing three times just so I could go through and see Barbara again. But And and all the other fan service things that they did. So that got number three for me. Number two is Catwoman number two. That is as great as a Catwoman as you can get. It's amazing. Number one, I'm going to have to go with Immortal Wonder Woman. 9.25. I don't often give scores that high. This was amazing. I can't recommend it enough. I love Nubia. I love what happened with Diana. And of course... As you can imagine, my favorite moment is definitely when Nubia says, fuck around and find out. I am such keep. a fan of this one. <laughs> you, keep, keep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, just having a Wonder Woman that'll say something, any, anything even relatively close to that. It just, I don't know why, but it doesn't just tickle me, man. It kind of warms my heart.
2: Survive <laughs> for sure. <laughs>
0: for sure. All right. Well, now we've been raving, and now it's time to rant a little bit. It's time for The Biggest Thinker. Oh, that's nasty. (laughs) All right. Who made your stink list today, Reed?
2: Uh... Shabby shazam oh that was it, there's so much potential and it looked so cool and like the everything about it is so cool and they could not make me care even one little bit like that yeah uh, that's like, how you know you're messing Gotham up. city sirens is yeah that's what i'm saying like i it, it, there was so much stuff that i actively uh, like was excited like i'm excited about and they i just didn't i couldn't i couldn't care less
0: so that's that's stink. his stink. jared what's your stink well, for my sniff. biggest
1: stinker, I have a 2 wipe special. Uh, first one being Gotham Sirens. <laughs> Utter garbage. And the other one being Mr. Miracle. Utter garbage. The only benefit the garbage has is it can be recycled. These have no use other than to, as used as toilet paper.
0: Oh, no. I wasn't so hard on Mr. Miracle, but for sure, Gotham City Sirens was just garbage for me. It ruined an otherwise great issue. There was just nothing in there for me at all, so that is definitely my biggest stinker. And that's the show we'll come back next week for the end of Future State. Well, at least for most of the titles. All the titles are going to be living on, and there's not many that I'll complain about as long as they stay with this level of storytelling. Next week we're gonna be covering Future State Dark Detective number four and the second issues of Batman Superman, Suicide Squad. Superman vs. Imperius Lex, Aquaman, and the Legion of Superheroes, as well as the one-shots for Superman House of El and the bookend of Future State Generations Forged Number 1. We've got quite a few issues, but it is the end of this event. Hopefully, the conclusions and the wrap-ups will be just as good as the way that we got there. We will see you there. As always, you amazing humans out there, thank you so very much for listening. You are the reason why we do this. Make sure to visit campsite.bio forward slash Tell your friends all about it. That's the easiest way to find us on every platform that you can listen to. And visit patreon.com forward slash Podcasts If you'd like to put a bit of money in the pocket so we could turn around and put it back into the podcast, that's where you're going to get all of our exclusive content. Kids Corner, Real Talk, Movies, TV, so much more. Keep your ears open for the upcoming Not A Robot comic movie review show. We're going to be running all the way from 1989's Batman through Iron Man, the beginning of the MCU. Can't wait to share that all with you. Visit notarobotpodcast.com, and that will take you everywhere you need to go for everything Not A Robot. And with that, there's only one way that we say goodbye around here. Until next time. Be
2: good to each other.
0: And don't be a robot. <laughs>